0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Riding in Cars with Cats. Just a really quick note. This week and for the next month, the podcast is brought to you by Reachability and the Blue Nose Ability Film Festival. Bath.ca is where you can go to learn all about this amazing festival that brings individuals with disabilities uh, together in order to share their film making, film watching, uh and general community experiences so we're going to tell you each week a little bit about the festival itself as well as some specific programs that they're working on and i hope you check it out and i hope you enjoy
1: Hi there, my name is Jake and I'm from ReachAbility. ReachAbility is a nonprofit organization based in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, and we focus on uh, helping people with disabilities or facing barriers, find fulfillment, uh, whatever that means for them. So we have a number of employment programs, some legal programs. Uh, we also run the Blue Nose Ability Film Festival. Uh, so the Blue Nose Ability Film Festival, otherwise known as BAFF, uh, is in our fourth year now. And we focus on uh, showing content made by people with disabilities. Uh, Or featuring people with disabilities. Uh, If you tune in after the podcast, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the specific events.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to Riding in Cars with Cats. I'm your host Mike Tanner and today I want to talk to you about golf. Now, I am not by any stretch of the imagination a golfer. I have never played an actual round of golf save one bachelor party, where mostly I drove around the golf cart. Uh, I don't watch golf on television. Uh, I used to go to the driving range a lot, mostly because golf, especially the driving range, is a good workout for field hockey, uh, which has a very similar uh, motion. But something has always struck me about the game of golf. I've never really been able to put into words what it was. But there was something that I really enjoyed about the concept of it, even though I didn't like to play it, didn't really care to watch it. But there was something about it that struck me. And then I read a book called The Legend of Bagger Vance. Now, The Legend of Bagger Vance gets a bit of a bad rap. Because after it was a fantastic book, it was a pretty mediocre movie that I still love. A great cast that I really, really enjoy, uh, including Charlize Theron, Matt Damon, Will Smith, uh, Jack Lemon, a few other really great actors and actresses. But the book is about something very different than what the movie is about. In fact, the real point of the book can be distilled to a single scene where someone is explaining uh, what golf really is to someone else. And in the movie, they brutalize that section. They basically pass it over almost entirely, and it, it sort of loses anything it had in terms of its importance or power. But the overwhelming story behind the Legend of Bagger Vance is the idea of your authentic swing. So uh, the book is actually based off of some uh, religious text, uh, the Bhagavad Gita, and it basically defines the rules and methods for living a good life. And it all comes down to this idea of your authentic swing. It reminds me a lot of discussions around the Statue of David when, uh, I want to say Michelangelo, I really hope I'm not wrong with this, but when Michelangelo was sculpting David and after he sculpted it, someone said it that it was amazing that he had created this sculpture out of this big slab of marble. And what he said was that the statue itself was always there. And all he did was remove the excess pieces. And I'm really struck by the way this plays into my own life as an entrepreneur, as a dad, as a husband, as as pretty much anything. Because I think that most of us, we're taught sort of over the years to add and add and add. We are going to upgrade. We are going to, you know, add some new skills. We're going to 10x this, and we're going to build and build and build. And we're going to get bigger and better and bigger and better. And this book, and, and to a certain extent the movie, sort of flies in the face of that general concept. What it says is at your core, you are something authentic and perfect, and that life isn't about adding things to your skill set until you've reached that full potential, but rather life is very much about taking away all the pieces and all the things that don't matter until you're left with what's real. Part of this made me really think about um, what I've sort of done from a career standpoint for the last well for a while now, uh, which is one of the things that I've always struggled with is how do I figure out what parts of my <laughs> my statue, my skill set, my offerings. What parts do I want to sort of whittle away and not really focus on? And what parts do I really want to bring forward? You can consider me if you want. I know that there's a number of different terms that are used for this, but multi-passionate is one of the things that's often talked about with people who do some of the the basic kind of things that I do. But the underlying thing is there is no one thing in my life that I think takes precedent over Any other thing that I have found, and I feel like it should, and I feel like it could, (laughs) and I feel like maybe someday it will. But right now, what I'm really left doing is trying to find that authentic swing. So one of the things that was suggested, I I posted this uh, a little while ago on social, and one of the things was suggested, well, you know, with you, it's words, you know, that somehow words are definitely tied in with what my skill set really is. And I met with someone yesterday that I just wrote uh, some content for, actually talked to a few people that I just wrote content for, and they, they had sort of the same things to say, which are that they really enjoyed my writing style and that they really got a lot out of it. And so, you know, it would be easy to say, okay, I'm a writer. Well, okay, but... What does that mean for me at this point? You know, I'm barely into my first national novel writing month, uh, working on a horror novel, which is very much outside of my normal area. Uh, but I kind of wanted to do that on purpose to, you know, kind of get a different experience. I've written one novel. I've written one piece of nonfiction, uh, one, one nonfiction book. I write regularly for a number of different publications, organizations, etc., so I I think for sure, writing definitely plays a role in my life, but I still don't feel like it's my authentic swing. I was one day having a conversation with someone about, about something that they had learned from someone else at a conference, and they were sort of having trouble wrapping their head around exactly what it all meant. And so I took the time to sort of walk them through what I thought it meant. And at the end of that conversation, they said, your gift lies in explaining things better to people. You know, your gift lies in being able to uh, make people understand the things that you're trying to get them to understand. And I, I guess I could tie that into the idea of words because it does, at that point, it is, um, you know words that I'm actually saying and I've had a lot of really positive feedback from this podcast which again it's it's words it's sort of just what I'm saying but again I think we all struggle with this idea of trying to find our authentic thing trying to find the one thing that makes us happy and I think for most of us there is a one thing that makes us happy there are other things that also make us happy, but I think for most of it, there is something at our core that we want to do. Now, there's an interesting scene in this uh, particular movie, especially, and it's it's described in the book, but certainly not with the same uh, skill as it is actually shown in the movie, which is that at one point, the main character begins to find his groove, if you will, starts to feel really comfortable with what he's doing and starts to really be able to play golf really, really well and (laughs) starts to get a little bit arrogant about it and begins sort of moving forward in this idea that don't worry, I've got this. And there is this sense of dread at that point in this movie because it is very clear to everyone else that he is about to make a monumentous mistake. And I can absolutely uh, connect and uh, relate to this particular aspect of the book and the movie because I think that one of the things that happens is as we get closer and closer and more and more comfortable with things we get to a point where we reach probably a little bit beyond what we are capable of what we what we should really be doing and i think when that happens it can be a really striking moment you know uh, i think you know one of the most terrifying things that i've had since i've begun to do what i do is getting to a point where I feel so confident in what I do that I sign up for something I can't handle. And this is something that has absolutely happened. Uh, It hasn't happened in a while, luckily. But it's something that I did have to face when I really started getting into this was that maybe I couldn't do these things. Now, the saving grace in all of this is that generally... No one expects you to be able to do everything and people are more patient with us than we expect, probably than we think, than we, think we deserve, but people will give us some leeway. Uh, one of the things that I have done with clients going forward is I have said, I do not know how to do the thing that you have asked me to do, but I feel pretty confident that I can figure it out so you have a couple options you can either work with me someone that you had previously decided you wanted to work with on this and give me a little bit of time and space to to figure this all out or i can figure out someone that already knows how to do all these things and you can work with them and in most cases like the vast majority of cases those people have said, no, we, we want to work with you. So if this takes a little bit longer or is a little bit more, you know, tedious than, than we sort of originally expected, that's okay because we want to have the experience of uh, working with you. And I think that as I go forward trying to figure out <laughs> what in the hell my authentic swing is, I think one of the things that I have to be careful about. Is balancing can I do this with should I do this. You know, one of the things that my wife learned at one point that I was really struck by, it was part of a part of a course that she had taken on business, uh, was this idea that you should pass off anything that you don't want to do, or that you can't do, or that you You know, would, would have, would be better served doing in a different way. And I think sometimes we think, I want to do these things, but why is it that we want to do them? And I don't, I think that if you can't answer the question of why do you want to do this, then you probably shouldn't do it. You know, I, if I can't answer Why I want to take on a task or a project now, at the point I am in my career, I I walk away from that project because I realize if I don't know why I would want to do that, then I don't want to do it. And generally, I don't do things that I don't want to do. Now, this leads (laughs) quite clearly to a conundrum, which is most things that are hard to do are worth doing um the really easy things that we can just walk into put little or no effort into and be successful have a tendency to not be that valuable for us they're just not they're not meaningful moments for us and so you run into this question and this issue of how do i balance these aspects of it how do i figure this all out in one big piece And I think that more and more, what I've come to realize is that it is all about finding, discovering, and being able to live with your one true swing. If something doesn't feel right, if something doesn't feel like you want to do it, then you probably don't. You know, I I was giving a, a talk as part of this workshop recently And I talked about (laughs) crossing things off your to-do list that you haven't done. And people were kind of like, what do you mean? Like, you know, you have to do them and that's how they come off the to-do list. And I'm a firm believer that if something has sat on my to-do list for a really long time and it keeps getting pushed down the list and pushed down the list and I I never actually do it. Well, I need to cross that off the list because I'm not going to do it. If I haven't done something for weeks and weeks or months, I'm not going to do it. I probably don't want to do it or I don't think I can do it. Whatever the case may be, I'm not going to do it. So what is the point of leaving it on that list and having it be something that haunts me if I'm not actually going to do it? And so I'm a firm believer in the idea of crossing things off your list that you haven't done because you're not going to. And I think that if you really want a good idea of how you can identify your authentic swing, the authentic swing might not be something you are good at. It is absolutely true that you, you may not be very good at that thing you are swinging at. That is something that you have to deal with. I don't think that we can be good at everything, nor do I think we should be good at everything. But I do think that if you look at something and you identify something and say, you know what, I just don't have any interest in conquering that, then it's not your authentic swing. Now, just because you do have interest in conquering that thing does not mean it is your authentic swing either. But there is no way that something you do not want to approach at all is the thing you were meant to do with your life. You know, there have been a number of uh, online, especially courses I've taken over the years where I have decided, you know, definitely this is what I'm going to do or this is what I need to do or this is what I want to do. And as time has gone on and on and on, I've realized, okay, so I'm not doing those things. Why am I not doing them? And I've come to the conclusion that I don't want to. And it might be something that might be a good skill for me to have, but it's just something that I'm not interested in. And you can't push through into something you don't want to do if you really, at your core, don't want to do it. Now, I'm not talking about things you have to do, but don't want to do. I am not talking about things like doing the laundry or, you know, uh, having a a conversation with someone that's difficult that you don't really want to have. I'm not talking about any of those things. Those are things you need to do. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about you deciding that you're going to run a marathon or you deciding that you're going to, um, I don't know. There's a million different things that we could talk about in this, and what I'm talking about is the idea that if you're not going to do these things, cross them off your list because they're not for you. You can't identify with these things and continue living this lie that you are the person who's going to do X when you have purposely avoided doing X for that long. So I feel like this episode probably has a lot more questions than it has answers, because what I sort of said was, God only knows what your authentic thing is, and the only thing I can tell you is that if you don't want to do something, don't do it. Well, uh, I know that probably doesn't help you in a lot of ways, but that's what I've got. That's what 39 years on the planet has taught me. That if you keep pushing back from things, it means you don't want to do them and you could probably spend your time and energy elsewhere doing something that you actually wanted to do. I'm not a fan of letting things live in your house rent free uh, if you're not going to deal with them. I strongly believe that you need to deal with those things and if you're not going to, then you need to push them out of your world. End of story. And so (laughs) to wrap up this conversation where I told you that you have no idea what you're doing with your life and I don't know what you're doing with your life either, here's the thing. We need to pursue our passions, but we need to balance that pursuit with a certain degree of realism. I am never going to be an astronaut. (laughs) Here's a more down-to-earth story about this, actually. My son, I I play ice hockey. I didn't play ice hockey growing up, uh, but years later decided I really wanted to play, and so I play ice hockey. Every week, my son asks for a bit of a breakdown on how the game went. And every week I tell him, and every week he then asks me a question. And that question always is, am I going to play in the NHL? And, I mean, that's a silly question. I'm an overweight 39-year-old who can barely skate. The answer to that question is no. I am never going to play in the NHL. But I really like the fact that he keeps asking. I think that we should keep asking ourselves if things are possible and if we want them. But there comes a time where you have to say either, no, I don't want it, or no, it's not possible. And when you get to that point, you need to move forward regret-free. You need to immediately move past any sense of, am I sure? The second that you have uh, come to the conclusion that something either is or is not going to be a part of your life, you need to immediately walk away from that. You cannot let that live in your head after it should be gone. Uh, Regret is an awful thing. And it's awful because we allow it to have space. We allow it to be there. (laughs) These conversations, I think, are getting a little more, um, I don't know, bordering on spiritual uh, the last little while. But I really think that much of what I've seen in terms of whether or not people are able to be successful or productive, etc., cetera, a lot of that stems from, <laughs> thank you, Terrence Taylor, from the stories we tell ourselves. We tell ourselves that we are this or that we are that or that we are not this or that we are not that. And it's those stories that drive our actual behavior and our responses, And I think that what we need to do is be able to say either yay or nay, and then just 100% walk away from it. Once something is not going to be part of your world, you need to walk away from it. You know, uh, there are things that I have told myself I am doing or will do over the years. And over the last couple of years, it's been very difficult to do this, but what I've had to do is say, actually, no, I'm not going to do that. That is not going to be something that is going to be involved in my life. And that's not super easy to say or do. It can be incredibly stressful to realize that maybe you're not going to do something that you thought you were going to. Or maybe you have to do something that you didn't want to. That can be incredibly stressful. But at some point, you, you kind of have to grow up. And you kind of have to come to terms with those things. Now, I played video games last night. So the idea of growing up, uh, from me, might sound a little rich. What I mean by that is we have to take ownership of Of our lives and of what we're doing. And we have to move forward with the understanding that we are in charge of those decisions. And if you don't feel like you're in charge of those decisions, well, then you have a lot more work to do. I hope that you got something from this. I would encourage you to stay tuned after this uh, to hear some information about the Baluno's Ability Film Festival, uh, who is our community sponsor this month. Uh, I think it's an incredible program and really ties in to some of the things I've been talking about, about doing the things you want to do and living the life you want to live and making the choices that you want to make and really uh, ensuring that what you are doing is what you want to do. Um, we should all at least work towards, uh, having the opportunity to live the life that we actually want to live. So I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you stay tuned after the break here and, uh, tune in next week.
1: New this year is the Baff Roadshow. We're able to take some programming from the full festival in Halifax and uh, bring it on the road to rural communities in Nova Scotia. Uh, you can check out our website at baff.ca, B-A-F-F.ca, for more information.